Thank you for joining us today at River City Church, a church living in love. If you have a prayer need, would like to speak to a pastor, or have questions about today's message, please email us at info at rivercitysmyrna.com. For more information or to give to the ministries of River City Church, please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com. We hope you are encouraged by today's message. God So I'm not going to give you a huge long intro. I'm, I'm about to do that, but I want to say that so you think I'm not. Um, so I was having a really good talk with Buddy. Everybody, everybody waved to Buddy. He hates, he would hate to be pointed out. This is Buddy right here. Last night at the wedding, um, there's a ton of people at this wedding we were at. And I had, I've never done this before at a wedding, but they wanted me to give a salvation message before anybody else did anything. So it's super easy if you can, if you see what I'm saying. Um, and then after, I was talking to Buddy, and Buddy's been a part of some pretty well-known churches. You know, he's, I think he was, like, friends with Andy Stanley, and even in, like, the leadership, not friends, but it sounds better. Just shake your head yes. Um, <laughs> he was at that church. Saw, like, really big things, and you said something to me last night that really rung true. You said, the way you guys are planting is really difficult. And at first, I was like, man, that's, it's true. And I was really encouraged by that. And the reason why I'm encouraged by that is because I've been a part of a lot of ministries that are really big and really important, and we wanted to do this differently. We didn't want to just create another place that's like all the same stuff, come in, sit in the back, dim the lights, worship, go home, and it's worth, you know, it's worth people coming and having to figure out, no, this isn't for me. It's not for me. I'd rather, because there's another, a lot of other churches like that that are actually doing really well, and so... I was encouraged, and I hope you're encouraged, that you're a part of a church that wants to take the stuff on the top shelf and bring it down, and wants to make it a little sloppier so it's not easy to be avoided, and it's not easy to be in the dark. We want you to have to realize that you need community. We want that. We want you to know that you can't just watch TBN in your room for your whole life and grow. Um, not that anybody watches TBN, or maybe all of you do. Who knows? We want you to realize that during this time, the best thing that you can do are things together, that if it's about a good preacher, you can do that without being here. Does that make sense? I love preaching. I love it. We want you to know that you can be prayed for and pray for one another. We want to slow down and make it sloppy. We had people leave our church because we brought out white tables. We had people actually walk in and walk out because we were going to ask them to sit with people, which is funny, but you all kind of realize, yeah, that's awkward. People just want to come to church and sit, but 
Church is people, right? Like this, we are. The church is people. And the, the scariest thing is that it's not a reality. Like that is scary. But this is what we're about. So we'll never have 10,000 people. And I'm totally cool with that. My pride will take a hit at times for that. But that's okay. I'd rather do that than build something that's not really him. Amen? And so <clears throat> right now we're continuing talking about things that normally you probably wouldn't hear on Sundays, discipleship, which is crazy. Why don't we hear about discipleship on Sundays? And here's not, when we talk about going deeper, right, we've, we've told you this year we feel like the Lord is telling us that we, he wants us to go deeper. He wants us to, you know, our, our network, um, I, I wouldn't say he's the overseer of our network, but he's the first pastor in our network. Tom um, Tanner was on Channel 57 this week, and it is what it is. Uh, Channel 57 is what it is. If you've seen it, it's, it's for me, it's like, I, I don't know how in the world some of this stuff passes through people going, yes, yes, do that, do that, do that, all the way to what we're watching. <laughs> and so um, Tom was on there because they had heard about our network. And man, like, I, I, I sat with Sarah, and it was hard for him because they, first of all, they gave him my last name, and I'm, I wasn't even there. They said, welcome the, apo- <laughs> the apostle and Mrs. Tom and Melissa Turner. And I was like, oh, I had to pause it. And I was like, what's he going to do? <laughs> I told Tom last night, at that point, I would have been the worst interview ever. They didn't even mention it because Tom's amazing. And about the end of the message, after she had called him the apostle, probably 40. Who, who watched it? The apostle 40 times. And I could, man of God, apostle, all these labels that mean something, right? Like, it puts somebody up here. Again, Tom is not somebody who wants to be up here. He wants to be right in the midst. Um, but he said something at the end that just reaffirmed the Jesus that's in this network. And she said, give us the word. And I think she was like expecting like the, the prophetic word, like God is going to send manna to the north, the south, the east, and the west. It's going to be on four horses. But Tom, just like Tom does, said, well, when I was a kid, I was swimming in the shallow end of the pool. And I looked down to the deep end of the pool, and it looked like they were having more fun. And the reason it looked like that is because they were having more fun. (laughs) This is Tom. And he said, God is not really trying to create a bigger, shallow end. He's trying to let us stop doing things with our own two feet and draw us into the deep end where we have to trust God. And I told Sarah, I was like, that is why we are a part of this network right there. And so, so right now, we're in the midst of talking about the spiritual disciplines. Now, here's what they're not, okay? Spiritual disciplines are not about a worship night that lasts 11 hours, okay? The power of God is not just about worshiping people. That's not it. There are these things that we can do that don't make us religiously acceptable, but that create a space for Jesus to speak into our lives. Amen and amen. So this year, we've decided to focus on discipleship. And here's just a warning. You might not leave Sundays sometimes being like, I got my word for the week. You might leave Sundays having to go home and really contemplate whether or not you want to listen to me anymore. Or whether or not maybe you've bought into something that wasn't really what he wanted you to do. You might be confronted with some things, and I'm willing to do that for the right reasons. And for the right reasons is, at the bottom of everything we do is Jesus is good. 
and he's worth it. Whatever it is, listen, whatever he would ask, it's worth it. If you've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, whatever, you do anything. I'll even say to go so far as family, all right? He says, he says you might have to leave. He says you might, you need to hate, your, and, and we need to have like a whole sermon on that, but it's even more important than that, right? And if you taste and see that it's good, then you'll do that. That's why all the disciples were willing to lose their heads, be burned. All of them died. Uh, yay, right? But the point is, all of them were not running trying to save their lives. They were willing because something they had tasted was so good. So I'll say bottom level, whatever he's asking us to do or from us, if it's for him, it's worth it every time. If it's to empty your bank account, not for our church, for a missionary in Guam, or if it's to say, I'm not working here anymore, even though this is security forever, I'll do this. If it's for him, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Every single time, it'll be worth it. Because sometimes the things that are easiest, the things that are right there, are not the best things, right? I was watching this documentary this past week, fascinating documentary. It was called The Sugar Movie. Has anybody seen this? This sugar movie, so good. What he does is this guy has been basically healthy and um, only eats natural foods like my wife, only cooks natural stuff. All you take in is good things and he decided to examine sugar because they're starting to understand that sugar is like really the cause of everything evil. I think if in hell the devil is just a pillar of sugar. <laughs> I'm not certain that that's biblical. In Second Matthew verses one twelve. But the average intake of sugar per day in America is 40 teaspoons. And that's by eating things like bread, rice. That's not by eating. And so the whole documentary is about you're eating this and you think this is what you're getting. It's a waffle. Here's four teaspoons of sugar. So he decided going from healthy to go to do this. And after like two weeks, you could like see him change. He didn't gain a lot of weight, but it like shifted to like places like where my weight is right now. And his complexion started to look terrible. He started to like lose his ability to make clear decisions. And this is just our regular diet. And then after that, he was like, man, I gotta tell you, because I've done it this way, I cannot wait to stop. And he did it for like 40 days or something and he looked different. It took him a month to come off of sugar where he wasn't waking up. He was throwing up just sugar. We're not talking about cocaine, sugar. The devil is sugar. So, so, and then he talked about this thing that just really fascinated me. There's a large portion of our culture that has no idea that you can actually live and feel good. Like, he was clear when he wasn't eating. He could make good decisions. He was energized. There's a large portion of our culture that has no idea, you know, that we raise our kids on egos and syrup, and, and I'm going to make this spiritual in a minute, guys. Calm down. It's not just a food pep talk, okay? But... So the things of Jesus, like, there's a large portion of our culture that doesn't really know the depth of how to really experience Jesus, okay? There's a large portion of our culture that everything's been on the bottom of the shelf, and it's really like just kind of a what's quickest and easiest society, right? Like, all the things that taste really good, of course we're going to love those. We love forgiveness because it's beautiful and it's real. We love God's mercy. I'm not going to downplay his mercy. It's beautiful and it's real. We love community. It's beautiful. It's real. We don't like saying no to things that we want for Jesus, though. Like today, we're going to talk about fasting for a little bit. Amen? See what I'm saying? That's terrible, right? 
what's fasting? You know, fasting is saying no to something that you usually do for the purpose of more of God, right? And so there's two reasons today why it's terrible for us to talk about. One is in the 1800s, um, people made it really religious. And so, and they weren't the first, but people would fast and then make it known and they would brag about it. And they would wear shirts that said, I'm fasting, you're not, you're terrible. And they would walk around. So that's the first thing. And the second thing in our culture, we live in the most food propagized. Is that, no? Propagized? Is that going to work? Propaganda, but that's, it doesn't work in that t- tense. Propagandized. Um, we live in a society that, you know, you don't have to have three meals a day. You know that? You don't need three meals a day. Who eats three meals a day? Raise your hand. Oh, you guys think you're better than me? Seriously? <laughs> Y'all heard this? Cool. Um, you don't need what you have. I was trying to count on the way in just the, the amount of food messages we have to face. We live in the most food, we live in a society, America today, you can literally have anything you want at any time. I can get on a screen and find pretty much anything I want, directions, recipes, good stuff, bad stuff, in like that amount of time. I can drive five minutes anywhere and have really anything I want, even terrible stuff that's illegal. I can go find it. I'm resourceful. I can find drugs. Marijuana's bad. I can find it. I can have it here. Pots. Why do you think we have pots? See, don't smoke pot. Don't smoke pot. That's funnier because of a conversation I had this week. It's way funnier. So, listen, here's the deal with fasting, okay? If something's in the Bible a ton, you got to examine why. And it's not even just the argument of the Old Testament because it's, it's in the Old Testament all over it, right? But that's then the argument. It's like all of us New Testament Christians who just like conferences and like, getting our blessing right now like that's old testament well no it's actually all over the new testament and for really good reasons right like our savior jesus have you guys heard of him he fasted for how many days 40 and was tempted three times by who sugar (laughs) tempted by sugar 40 times and he survived it and because of that he started his ministry right after that it's crazy so, for me, whenever there's something really in Scripture a lot, I want to look at it, especially if it's not popular now. Why not, you know? I understand we don't do things for religious reasons, and we don't earn favor with God by fasting, and there's no, like, mark in heaven. It's nothing like that. But I'll tell you what it does. It creates a space for you to hear and be with Him like wouldn't normally be there. And here's the bigger curveball. Some of the things we need to fast from, we just, it's not even a fast. It's just we don't need to do it. Like I probably don't need to eat a dessert every night. I probably don't need to watch Netflix for 47 hours this week. I probably don't need all of the ESPN that I'm going to intake. Some of the things, it's not even about fasting, really. It's like they would look at our culture and be like, what are you doing? How many desserts did you eat, Josh? So for some of us, we even need to decide right off the bat, is God asking us to fast or are we just better off without some stuff? You know what I'm saying? Like, I know the Pintos don't have cable. I'm bragging about that. You, you can't do that according to Matthew 6, but I can. You know, I, that's hard for me. You know, like, I don't know if you're like, can I just be really honest? Maybe you're like me, and maybe your escape sometimes isn't the wilderness to pray. Maybe it is, you know, Sherlock season one, two, and three. <laughs> All in one day. 
So maybe we need to examine right off the bat, is, is what God's asking us to do? Because I really feel like he's gonna, he's gonna lead some of you into a fast today and some of you that have never fasted. But I wanna just, before we do that, just say, is, is some of the stuff that I'm actually doing, is it even a fast or is it more just, this is terrible for me? It's terrible for me. And if it's just terrible for you, don't be religious about it like um, he's angry. I know that our God wants us to be healthy, right? So I don't, that's why I don't preach against, well, I'm not even saying that. I'm not going there. Even I would get in trouble for that, and I think I have grace. So, so I want to read you uh, Matthew 6, if you guys can pull this up. If you want to open your Bible to Matthew 6, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, it's the first of the Gospels. It's one of the three synoptics, and it's um, chapter 6. And I'm going to read you 21 verses and then focus on about three of them, okay? So here goes. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So we're still good, Bill. We're good. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be seen in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans do, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. <clears throat> when you fast, and here's kind of the emphases of today. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do. For they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast... Put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin, what are vermin? I'm sorry. Do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. So Father, I just, just pray with me for a few moments. Father, we just, um, we love your words, how beautifully they're written. We love that you used men to write through your Holy Spirit. I love how um, you say no to some things while highlighting other things to say yes to. I love that you walked through this. And I love that you teach us continually through your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. First thing I want to share with you is fasting is not bad, okay? 
It's not a no on fasting. It's a, everybody say when you. All right, so the big key to me on whether or not fasting is for us is Jesus doesn't say, this is how we used to fast. He says, when you, which implies that fasting is probably still applicable and why you still see it after that in Scripture. So the argument right off the bat for those of us who are like, God only calls us to the table to feast on the goodness of the Lord. It's all about feasting and it's resurrection 24-7. Fasting is one of the best representations of how you have to die to things for there to be resurrection. There has to be a death for a resurrection, period. Cheap grace is like this really overused phrase right now that I don't even like saying because grace is just good. I don't even like connecting cheap to that word. But the idea of cheap grace, and I hate saying it again, is grace without a cross. There had to be a cross for Jesus to offer what he did to us. And any of the most beautiful things in our life revolve around some type of loss or death of self. And so fasting, what is it then? First off, he says it's not to be done for man. So these guys were running around showing, and I just want to give you a blanket statement for anything you do spiritually or you feel like it's from the Lord. Examine it. Anything. Worship with your hands up. Tithing. Giving gifts. Preaching. Am I about to do this for somebody else to approve me, or am I about to do this for Jesus and nobody else may know? Anything that you do for the Lord, anything, and especially here, it's saying, no, don't not fast. It's saying, when you fast, make sure it's only for the Lord. Amen? Make it amen. 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 Examine yourself. A good question to ask on anything you do spiritually is, why am I doing this? You know? And if you ask a if somebody, if you're doing something and you ask yourself, why am I doing this, and you don't know the answer, maybe stop and seek the Lord about it for anything, anything. We had to do that with tithing, and you heard the tithing, our one tithing message per year last week, which you guys are probably really, if you weren't here, you're probably really wanting to listen to it, right? Because the thing you were thinking is, if I could just hear one more tithing message, it would be really beneficial. No, we had to examine tithing because we were just mad about it for a long time, honestly. Why does it say that in Scripture? Show us where. You know, anything that you do for the Lord, make sure it's not just generationally passed down. Understand why. It's good to know why. You know, it's good to know why you believe Jesus is Lord and he's the only way. You know, that's a big deal. It's, it's good to know that Jesus was all God and all man. It's good to know that. You need to ask questions. So for us, though, we don't, I don't think we really struggle with, I don't see you guys saying this week, Josh McKay, like, I'm going to fast. I don't see you walking around in, like, mourning. These guys would walk around the streets and actually, they had this moan they would do when they were fasting. They, like, when somebody walked by, they'd be like, <laughs> oh, that guy's fasting. He's really strong in the Lord. I don't, that's not our problem. But I think that we do, when we talk about fasting, I think that we do have some problems. I think that we do have some inclinations. And I think it has to do with having... Um, what am I, I don't have my wife in here, it's always terrible for me, but like wanting to have an attractive figure, you know, when we fast, you're like, oh, spring break's coming up in like three weeks, I should probably fast, <laughs> I should probably get a fast going, you know, like, let's just be honest, <laughs> when we fast, it might not be because we want people to think we're spiritually strong, but we might want to be sexy, and that's probably not the right reason, 
and that might happen because of it. What am I even doing right now? I don't even know where I'm going. <laughs> I'm not sure. Really, here's the bottom line. Any vanity or prosperity in our fasting is just not of the Lord. It's just not. If we're fasting because we have an idea of what we want him to do for us, and we're like, I'm fasting this week until you give me this, you know, that's not fasting, right? Fasting is this idea, this open-ended idea that if he said no, you'd be like, amen, brother, I'm not doing it, even if it's the thing you want most. Fasting is this idea that we are going to do this and set aside time for me to get what the Lord has for me, for my family, for this nation. You saw it all throughout Scripture. It's from the heart, centering on God, for God. The good thing about fasting is that it reveals what enslaves us. And just for a moment, think, what's the two or three things you wouldn't fast? And for those of you who have never heard anything on fasting, modernized fasting is not just about food. Even though it's beautiful and scriptural and that's actually real, you want to kind of ramp your way into that, modernized fasting is a lot of things. People are fasting a lot of different things for the sake of the Lord. Think about just for a moment if the Lord were to say, this is tough, I want you to fast that. What's the thing, the one main thing you're like, oh no, no he didn't. No, he did not. See, just the interaction with fasting, and don't jump to the, no, the Lord's not like that. He wouldn't. Yes, he would. I promise. He would. He would. For your benefit. Because what he has is better, and it might not look better right off the bat. It might look like hunger pains, and it might look like a devil in the desert trying to put you on top of mountains and try and give you what's already yours that you, you don't have yet. It could look like that. Or it could look like someone's sick and a whole nation comes together to pray for them. Or it could look like Esther needing protection just for a few more days and then him providing it because of a fast. Or it could look like Paul actually having one of the first most beautiful personal relationships with Jesus after a three-day fast where he hated Jesus before. But I can promise you whatever he puts his finger on, if it's for him, even if it's extremely difficult, it will always be worth it. And it might not look worth it, but it will always be worth it. And your bank account might not grow. And you might not have seven abs. The dude with seven abs, that's crazy. You might not be super tan. But if the Lord is asking for something from you, you know, discipleship looks like going into things that help us go deeper. And it involves just a process of not easy. And it's not about doing things to win the Lord's favor. That's not what you're doing. You already have his favor. You're already his kids. But it's about having what's best for the people around you and you. And so it's not about a no, it's about a feast. That's why I, I like to fast. I think I just lost my blessing by saying that. But for me, it's never, I got to get rid of this as much as, man, I, I'll just be honest with you right now. I'm in a season of wanting to feast on the Lord. I want to feast on him. I don't want second best. I don't want what this smart preacher says. I don't want to go to a conference and hear this. I want the Lord and the community of God that he's placed me in, and I want him now. And if that means ABC, who cares? I'm going to have hunger pains. I might get bored at 9 at night if I can't watch Luther episode 57. I don't know how I'm ever going to wait on that on Netflix forever. I might not be able to eat my desserts. I might not be able to listen to Outcast, Chelsea. 
I might not, I might not be able to do all those things, but listen, like, like what he would provide in its place is always better. And in John 4, Jesus, and you can pull up John 4, Jesus has this kind of crazy situation with the woman at the well, and we've talked about this a good bit, and then this is so Jesus. This is, I'm gonna read this to you. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing of. The, the disciples come back, he hasn't eaten. He's supposed to be eaten, eating, he didn't. He decided not to. He's not trying to be super spiritual. He's not trying to show off. He says, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him some food while we were over there? My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. And he's quenched. And in this passage, he leaves water and possible food full. And that sounds crazy, but I'm just, I'm just talking from experience. Anytime you give up something that your flesh really needs for what the spirit really needs, you'll leave that place fuller than you would have been if you would have satisfied the flesh. Does that make sense? As Jesus does in a beautiful passage. And so why do they fast in the Bible? Just really quick. For drawing close to the Lord. For guidance with huge decisions. If you're a college student and you're making giant decisions, I would encourage you to fast, especially if it relates to your forever, like marriage. Amen? If you're making any big decision, it's not a mandate that you fast. Like, you're not going to have a better place in heaven, but it only helps you create space to hear from the Lord. For deeper worship and prayer, to strengthen your prayers, for overcoming temptation. In Scripture, Elijah escaped. Moses received the Ten Commandments. Pretty stinking big deal on that one, by the way. He received the Ten Commandments. Esther was kept safe. Daniel had prayers, answers. Jesus fought through incredible temptation. Paul had a deep relationship with the Lord. In Acts, missionaries were sent after they fasted. The gospel was taken to different places. So today for you, in, in 2016, what I want to do is I want you guys to help. I want to help you find your new rhythm. I want you to find the new rhythm that God would have for you. And maybe for some of you, it's not a fast. Maybe for some of you, it is just, this is probably terrible for me. There's other things that will be more beneficial. And maybe for some of you, God would move you into a fast right now or move you to think about it or just to interact with it. Because I want to see you guys find your new rhythm, especially if you're now, think about your now life rhythm. Is it healthy? Is it spiritually quenching? Do you feel like you're hearing from the Lord? You know what he's wanting you to do. Is your whole spirituality about you? If it is, that's not healthy. He creates health in us so that we can then pour ourselves out for others. And so, last story, and then we're going to have these three amazing worship leaders. We, we already have amazing worship leaders. We have three other ones that are going to come up and, and lead us in some time so we can reflect. But as you guys know, I went to a rehab when I was 17 um, for drug addiction. And when I got there, um, I got out of a plane and they took me to Mount Boulder in Utah. And um, they took everything from me. Um, cool clothes. I had to, had to strip down, yes, in front of a bunch of guys so that they could make sure I didn't have any weapons because of course I was dangerous. Look at me. And then they put us in the woods and I remember the first three or four days I'm sitting around with all these other pseudo-criminals like me and um, it was awful. I mean it was awful. 
there was no escape where you were in. You're in it. There's no TV anywhere. There's just other dudes and other girls that are stinky because we didn't shower for 52 days. There's just nastiness. And there's no escape. And about a weekend, I learned a really cool thing. And some of you guys over here, you're young, you're trendy, you probably have some kind of granola inclinations. Um, your body stops stinking after you, st- you know that? Your body stops stinking after you stop using soap. The first few days, it stinks bad because all the toxins from the stuff you're using. But after a week, you stop stinking. Or you, or you just, you don't know it. <laughs> but we all stop stinking. And I remember it was about, and I would write letters to my family. And I remember about two weeks in, I started to kind of realize where I was. I was in the middle of Utah. This is one of the prettiest places on earth. I was making fires at night, and this is how you did it. I could do that. I was cooking my own food. We were setting traps. It was like all this really awesome in the now stuff the, that my, I had no choice in this new rhythm. But the new rhythm was by far more beautiful than the previous rhythm, I promise. At first, you could not have told me that because I didn't want to hear her story. I didn't want to share a really gross story. Oh, this is too far. Who was going to leave the church because of this? Go for it. Okay. Anytime someone would go, number, it's a podcast, so. <laughs> they, there's, there was rules. You had to dig a hole. <laughs> what if, and if you, if you didn't dig a hole, they would march you to your next camp, which was eight miles away, and they would say, hey, guess what? Guess what we found? And then, after you got to your next camp, they would march you back eight miles, and then you would all sit around that <laughs> until, until the person who did it stepped up. <laughs> Hardcore, right? Hardcore. We sat for hours. And some of us were like, we're just, somebody just claim this. <laughs> it's mine. It's mine. And, um, but I tell you that story to tell you that's terrible. But the new rhythm, some of my, and thank you, some of my best memories in life are, was that season by far. I still remember some of the lakes we walked up on and some of the things I learned how to do and like just how beautiful to walk everywhere. No civilization, no running water. Like you just drank nasty water with drops in it and, and only weird food, you know, but the rhythm was better, but I wouldn't have chose it, right? And so for you guys today, and can you guys go ahead and come up, the people who are going to be doing worship? Um, this is Kale. But you want to call me called Becca or Rebecca? Becca, Becca and Chelsea. So um, what I would love for you to do is there's no religion involved here. There's just a, is the Lord leading you to something? How do you know if you should fast? Number one and most important thing, is the Lord leading you to a fast, right? Um, and if, if, if you don't feel like you're, really definitive on that but you want to do like a 40-day total fast console some people it's not that easy but is there something that he's putting his finger on not so that you can be a good christian but so that you can hear him better be with him more fall in love with emmanuel and live out that is there something right like i want you just for a few moments to just interact with that interact with it and so for For this next portion, Father, I just really ask that you would just provide your presence, which is so beautiful. Provide your hope and peace, which is so beautiful. 
and that you would just unlock just secret places, God, whether it's in your word or in your community, through your Holy Spirit, let it just be full of your presence today. So for the next few moments, if you gotta leave, you gotta leave, but in this room, create some space to interact with your Savior. If you wanna go sit over there, if you wanna stand in the back, if you wanna come sit up here, you can go anywhere you want here, except for next to them up on stage. So I'll come up in a few minutes and, and, and release you guys. Thank you again for joining us today, and please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.